today on Podcast by the Bay. When they were ready to start to build the levy again on my property, except raise it, which would give me no access to my property whatsoever, right? Uh, that's when that's when the dirt started to fly. Longtime Foster City resident Sam Runco discussing his property along the Foster City Bay shore. And what we want, what we'd like to do ultimately, with the help of the environmentalists or maybe even the city, is clean all that stuff up, do non-invasive foliage. Foliage. We have a ton of. Uh, oyster shells down there. The birds love the oyster shells. If that was all cleaned up, my environmentalists tell me that we could bring in a minimum of a hundred new species and maybe as much as a thousand. Also, Patrick discussing exit strategy. Do we have an exit status? Do we have, are we going to have some boats available? What are we going to have if the people in Foster City, for some reason, were landlocked? We can't get out of Third Avenue. We can't get out of Hillsdale Boulevard. All coming up today on Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com slash podcast by the bay. And in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. Liberty Realty. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, another podcast by the Bay. Okay, everybody, welcome to Podcast by the Bay. We are here to talk about the issues for the people. We're here to talk about the issues of our community, of actually what's happening in the Bay. What's going on, Patrick? What's what's the word on the street? What what are some of the issues that people are highlighting right now? Andre, it's good to talk with you again, and uh, I just want to let you know we had a successful uh, interview with Sam Runco. Sam Runco, as you know, lives in Foster City, and uh, he owns some property up there near the levee, and um, obviously the levee is coming up for an election next year to uh, uh, create a bond, uh, and it's going to be some $90 million or $60 million bond. Uh, so uh, I know, Andre, you've, you've had an opportunity to uh, kind of listen to uh, Sam Runco interview. Is there some questions you think we should address on podcasts by the Bay? So, yeah, actually, that's a great point. I think the levy is a big issue. I think there's a lot of things happening, uh, a lot of people's feedback. I saw there was an article recently with Bob Cushman in the actual San Mateo Journal where he actually discussed some of the levy and some of the, the fees that are going to go along. So I think there's a lot of feedback. Um, as far as uh, the city, have you heard anything from the city as far as some of their positions on, on the levy and, and really some of their concerns? Well, I, I had a wonderful opportunity at the Lions uh, meeting on Tuesday. We had Kevin Miller, the city manager, that did a PowerPoint presentation on the levy. Um, that can be also uh, obtained on the website for fostercity.org. Um, very good presentation. Um, right now, the city is not speaking to Sam Runco's issue. Uh, Sam Runco's issue, as, as you know, seems to be that he has a right-of-way and, uh, or an easement. Uh, he currently is in mediation or attempting to do mediate or arbitrate his issue. 
Um, one of Sam's major issue is that the city is going to try to develop the levy and bring it out a foot onto Beach Park uh, to kind of avoid his easement, which he has on the levy. Uh, Sam is in negotiations. We don't know how far those negotiations will go, uh, but the newspaper is not really talking much about it. Um, if, as you listen to Sam Runco, you'll find out that the acreage that he bought, which is probably about 70 to 80 acres, most of it's submerged underwater. Um, according to Mr. Runco's investigation um, through all the BCDC and all that, he seems to have about approximately eight acres that he would love to sell to the city somehow. Um, so I don't know where that's going to go. Um, I wish him luck. But again, they're not really speaking too much in the local newspapers in regards to that. And again, we got a, no, uh, a November election next year coming up where they need to raise the money. Uh, the major scare in the presentation is is that FEMA will put Foster City in a flood zone. Uh, one of the issues that comes up, it seems that, and I have talked to local elected officials, um, se- uh, Senator uh, Jackie Sp- or Congresswoman Jackie Spears' office in regards to FEMA. The FEMA it seems like whenever FEMA speaks, we need to move. Uh, we're all sympathetic to the hurricanes and the floods that have come across the country. Um, whether the um, whether we really need to do the levy, it seems that the federal government is pushing Foster City to go ahead and do that. Uh, otherwise, it, the homeowners in Foster City would have a two or three thousand or more uh, flood insurance. So again, we're not a hundred percent sure that the, the levy is not safe. But the theme is telling us it's not. We haven't done an environmental report collectively with other surrounding cities. So they're moving forward. Um, I am going to have an opportunity uh, to exclusively interview the uh, community development uh, person, Jeff and Kevin, sometime in the near future. And I look forward to having that broadcast on podcast by the bay. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, getting all that information, uh, Patrick. I think it's very informative. So you see folks kind of all the issues that are happening and all the different perspectives this is really where we can bring them together where we can talk about these issues where we can actually understand i mean do you have an uh, idea of any way of actually just just looking at both sides of the issue do you have any kind of idea what what would what, what would be a good process or what would be a good strategy on how to approach this well, I think we do need to improve the seawall, and, and, and I'm pretty sure that um, the approach that we're doing is good. Um, I did bring up a question, which is of compassion for me. We don't know what type of catastrophe is going to happen in Foster City, whether it's a fire, a hurricane, a flood. Um, and my concern, um, and I, um, I addressed Jeff, the community development, was what exit do we have on the levee? I'm very concerned that if we do have an emergency, the bay may be a resource for us. He basically just said there's a plan, but we really don't have any plan as far as built into the levee. My suggestion is do we have an exit status? Status? Do we have, are we going to have some boats available? What are we going to have if the people in Foster City, for some reason, were landlocked? We can't get out of Third Avenue. We can't get out of Hillsdale Boulevard. So that was just food for thought. I didn't really get any direct answer, but except there's a the thing. W- one of the things that we do know and uh, that the county does have a, an emergency plan, but if we take a look at it, we have developed in Foster City what they call certs. CERT people are um, uh, trained people to help a natural disaster. The only unfortunate thing is we don't know how many CERTs will be here at the time whenever a catastrophe happens. I think it's a good move. So the CERT, maybe we're going to have an interview, Andre, I think it would be a good idea to interview somebody from CERT 
um, if we get a chance mm-hmm. to. The, they're going to give us, and certs are not a certified emergency response. Um, they're an awful land of home secu- homeland security. Uh, most of the cities, surrounding cities in the peninsula have cert, and I'm, it's exciting. As we all realize, the police and fire, the majority of them do not live in their local towns. Because the police and fire don't live here, we are going to need to take care of ourselves. My concern is the people that live in Foster City. With the county program, the county is going to get to whoever they can get to first, which means Foster City residents need to protect themselves to begin with. That is a great point, Patrick, and I think you, you highlight some of the, the different um, uh, difficulties and actually uh, with locations, with in regards to uh, what would happen in an event of a disaster. Actually, you bring up a good point, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of hold off uh, with further discussion, but this is the last point I was going to ask you because uh, I want to get to Sam Runco's interview, which is a very good exclusive interview, and it's really the highlight of what we're, we're going to talk about today. But um, the, I do want to ask, are the other counties or cities that are uh, surrounding uh, you know, surrounding on the peninsula, like Redwood City, uh, Millbrae, you know, are these other cities, do they have similar um, ideas? Are they working together with the city? Have you heard anything? Is there going to be a, a different city kind of coalition that's going to really come together and kind of address some of this? Well, Andre, you bring up a really great point. You know, that question was asked in the audience at the Lions meeting, and Actually, they couldn't even answer that question. So um, I'm not sure Redwood Shores is working with this or San Mateo. Um, as we all realize, San Mateo had that issue with their levy um, off 3rd Avenue, and they needed that money to build that levy. And if they didn't have that funds to build that levy, um, they would all be in a flood area too. So it, it appears on the surface that they're not working collectively together. And again, that'll probably even dovetail into another discussion with podcasts by the Bay because this also deals with transportation. The surrounding cities are not collectively working together on that transportation problem. Not that the different agencies are not aware of the problem. We're just not collectively coming up with solutions. And we all know, as citizens of the peninsula, how bad the traffic and transportation is. So we all know that definitely needs to be addressed. So I'll tell you what, folks. If you guys have any feedback, you have any questions, you want to get your opinion out there, we have a new email. It's called podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Very simple. Podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Go ahead, send us an email, send us feedback. We got our website site uh, coming up, highwaysoul.com. You can find all the shows of the podcast and everything else, uh, information about uh, what we're discussing and uh, all the all the previous podcasts and just information about really what we're doing here, what we're doing for the people. So with that, we're going to go ahead and um, uh, let let us play a Sam's interview here, uh, Sam Runco, and we'll catch you guys next time on Podcast by the Bay. Thank you very much, Patrick. Thank you, Andre. Good to talk to you. Welcome to Podcast by the Bay. Today is um, October 21st, and we have a great opportunity to, uh, to interview Sam Runco. Sam Runco has been in Foster City for over 30 years. He's a businessman, uh, and he has a uh, nice message to talk to you about some property that he owns in Foster City. Right. I want you to give us a little background about that property, when you acquired it, and what you think of it. Well, it, it, uh, I, I, I love it. I've heard some people in the city say, boy, that's a pretty weak investment, and you really think you're going to get anything out of it. And some people have actually used the term that it was a bad investment, right? I, 
I absolutely disagree. I, I, and, uh, I, uh, How many uh, acres is it? It's 65 acres in all, 85, uh, 8.8 acres, which is cleared by the regulators that they have no jurisdiction over that 8.8 acres. So that, that means cl cl close to nine acres of, of buildable property, which is now zoned for waterfront commercial. Uh, so anything that's waterfront commercial could be built on that. I think it's a, it's a great piece of property. Um, it, it's it's right on the right on the bay, and th there could be so much done with not only the eight point eight acres, but the uplands and wetlands. Uh, my environmentalists tell me that uh, we if we if we cleaned it up because it's it's kind of been like a dump. There's been homeless people living over there and on couches and stuff like that, and um, uh, and there's dill weed that is. Uh, 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 it, it doesn't doesn't allow uh, the, the the property to bring in uh, uh, birds and stuff like that. The, the, it's a, uh, it's it's invasive foliage, and what we want what we'd like to do ultimately with the help of the environmentalists or maybe even the city is clean all that stuff up, do non-invasive foliage foliage. We have a ton of uh, oyster shells down there. The birds love the oyster shells. If that was all cleaned up. My environmentalists tell me that we could bring in a minimum of a hundred new species and maybe as much as a thousand. Now, why, where would they come from? As the crow flies a half a mile in either direction, either coming over here from, uh, from San Mateo in here or from over at uh, 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 Redwood Shores. Sam, what about a, what about a marina? They they were talking at one time. Does your forte uh, see that that development could be mixed use situation, well, a marina and housing or commercial? I don't know how that would how that would work out. I've tried everything to make it happen, and that I, I did run into some problems with the Army Corps of Engineers. And when I say problems, I don't I don't mean that they treated me badly because that's not true. They didn't treat me badly. They they were more more or less giving me advice because they have to dredge the center of that for the big boats once or twice a year. They know what the, what the dredging is like and what the silt is like, and uh, 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 their position was that it was hard for them to, to permit me to dredge because they didn't think that it was financially feasible because every year or two, the, the silt would fill back up. Now, there, are there ways to, to stop that from happening? Yeah. Uh, uh, building walls underneath to stop the, the stuff to come in and everything, but everything's gets very, very, very expensive. And at the time that I started this, when I bought the property in 2010, it's 2017 year, uh, 2017 now, so it's seven and a half years later, I'm, I'm, I'm 70 now. So I'm not out to do that project anymore. Now mm -hmm. somebody else should be, because it's, it's, it's on the books, you know, it, uh, that it, it, that someone could do something, and I I figured out a million ways to do it without dredging, right? Uh, uh, by putting buoys out in, the, in in farther out in the water and, and trading some of my water property with the state. We've discussed this, right? And uh, uh, and then just ha having having a way for the for um, uh, uh, smaller boats to bring the people up to a pier, and we've discussed the pier with the BCDC, and at one time they said that that was that was doable. Because uh, uh, the Bay Con Conservation and their bylaws, part of their bylaws, even though a lot of people will say that they're not developers at all, because Bay Conservation and Development Commission, right? 
but that they, they want to kill every deal on the bay. Well, it's not really true. I've talked to them, and if there, if, if there is any way that you could, that that property, the stuff that's not that that like the, not the 8.8 .8 buildable acres, but the stuff that goes out into the water, if if you could get public access to that property, it's in their bylaws that they that they have to permit you. So are you saying, Sam, that maybe something like a hovercraft or something could well, be developed? Well, a, a hovercraft, the thing that I, I was I was thinking of using a smaller hovercraft to bring people in from the buoys, right? A larger hovercraft, like uh, two two hundred fifty people, like they use all, all over the world, would be a great idea because then there's no dredging. You'd have to put a slab in, in into the water, and I, so I looked into into doing a a, a, a large hovercraft, which would have a bar and a restaurant and stuff for when people are going home from 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 work if they just wanted to grab a sandwich or something, right? Um, and uh, those things could go from all over the bay. In, in, in a lot of places, the hovercraft would just kind of settle in the water because it, it, it'll it'll float if they had to go to a regular a regular uh, pier, right? Uh, in my case, they'd have to actually kind of come up on on land or uh, uh, settle next to the to the pier that's out who knows two hundred feet or so. Okay, Sam. So um, talk a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish with the city. Uh, I know you're trying to to um, work with the city in regards to your property and the city needs some of your right-of-way I kind of gather for the levy. Yeah, they, they do. What happened was they there was a uh, there was a, a false and illegal um, easement put on the property in 1992. Uh, they couldn't get it registered with the county because there was only there was eight owners and uh, they only had five names. We dug in and we found out that the five names were that they were notarized, and the five signatures were, were false signatures. So when we brought it up to the city, we found out that uh, the city went ahead themselves and from their own legal staff and and the the, uh, uh, the uh, council at the time voted uh, on putting the lien on themselves and they never filed at all with the county so we had to dig into the into the, the when you talk state. about a lien are you talking about an easement is that what you're talking an easement. about yeah yeah did i say oh. lien? yeah, yeah e said lien. easement they, it's, okay so they have two 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 easements that are illegal on my property they weren't done correctly and they just the council just went on at that point and signed off on them well now once i brought that up to 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 the city to this particular city when they were ready to start to build the levy again on my property, except raise it, which would give me no access to my property whatsoever, right? Uh, that's when, that's when the dirt started to fly, and the mud started to fly at that point in time, because now I was going to have no access to my property whatsoever. So what the what the what the, the, uh, the let's call them the architects rather than the city, the the, the, the consultants. It, in order to, they, they pretty much admitted that they that they can't do anything with the easement, right? Uh, in, 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 because they because they put a false one on, they can't even put a, 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 they, any other kind of easement. So, is on the now. city trying to mitigate the situation by building well, around? Well, here's you? what they're doing. They, 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 what they did was they 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 put they went around my property. They're taking the parking lane out. That's across the street from Bowditch, going out into that parking lane for for the Bay Trail, 
and the levee, and then going back in again by uh, Destination Park, or what's that called now? What's the new name? For I think that? it is Destination okay. Park. So yeah. it, back into Destination Park. So we're, we're losing one lane in 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 there, and I know that there's there there there's a, a bunch of people that are starting the coalition to save Beach Park Boulevard right now. So um, uh, how, how that plays out, we'll, I guess we'll find out, right? Uh, will, will, will I back that? Um, uh, yes, you know, uh, for uh, some for uh, personal reasons and others for selfish reasons, self-serving uh, reasons, right? But the bottom line is half the talk in town is about the traffic and these guys are ready to take out a lane out of the city. And, and it's, it, it's uh, uh, um, not a nice thing that they're doing to do that to a to What a would they, there. Sam, if, we, if, if the city was uh, willing to uh, buy the property, what, what, what uh, advantage do you think the city would have um, in buying your property and what could they well, do with I it? Think, uh, there's, a, there's a number of things that they could do. Um, uh, it, the, it depends. Let's let's look at some of the good things that that don't hurt anybody. Uh, they have enough room over there for a rec center for the rec center that they want to build, right? And and probably enough room to do a two-story boutage. And uh, uh, some of the people complained about that because of the views of the, of the bay, but the the school boutage is across the street right now. And they don't have views of the bay anyway. The people behind that, right? So, so, so it, it wouldn't do anything except brighten up that area. Especially if if we did some of the things that we're saying of cleaning it up, getting rid of the non-invasive foliage, bringing in all those 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 other species. Because we only have like two over there, and none that are on my property, right? Well, I would imagine it sounds like the Audubon Society would be interested in, in working with you. Have, they're, have you... They're, they're, they're very interested in working with us, and the Bay Institute. So uh, uh, the Audubon Society is, is extremely interested. So uh, they, they actually dipped their nose in there and, and started talking to me about would I be interested in working with them. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it would, it would, so in other words, it could be used for city stuff. What else could be be used for if if I wasn't involved, if I wasn't involved, which it probably won't be, um, a real uh, cost-effective, uh, affordable housing. Now a lot of people will fight against that. Now the the, the problem is what we know we know is affordable housing is twenty percent less than the highest price. That's still not affordable. Right? Well, well, Sam, I think the the buzzword now in the, uh, most cities now is workforce housing. So. Um, the affordable yes. housing, I mean, this is for your police, your fire, your teachers. Yes. Yes. So um, maybe that property could be worked towards a workforce housing. Well, it's, it certainly could. If, 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 if a company like, for instance, Gilead got behind it, um, uh, it, it would be, it would be a, 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 what I believe would be a, a, a stopover for people that they're bringing in from out of the country. You, you know that there's going to be a lot of people coming in from out of the country to work, work there. Uh, they could live in that in in that housing for six to twelve months while they're looking to buy something else. I mean, it, there's there's a lot of seniors in the city that are, you know, starting to sell. Sam, their are, you, are you familiar with the project that they did up there at the college at San Mateo with the housing for the professors and the people that that uh, work and commute? They where they actually have an opportunity to have a home ownership 
up there in the College of San Mateo. And then after after a certain period of time, I think it's six or seven years, it's kind of campus housing. It's kind of like what Stanford University has done. So uh, maybe the, the city could uh, team up with uh, doing some workforce housing. What's your opinion on that? I know that's kind of controversial. Well, it, it, I, I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to to have an opinion on something that I don't understand totally. Uh, but but I guess if I, if I were to do just the math in my head and look at the, what, uh, for instance, what teachers are making right now and what they have to pay for housing, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to me. I mean, it seems seems brilliant. And since you mentioned it, Ron Gal- Galatola, the chancellor, is a good friend of mine, I didn't know anything about this. I will know a lot more tomorrow. Right. I think uh, I think this I'll, is. I'll call Ron up and I'll I'll have him run me go go up and 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 take a look at this. I'd I'd like to see it because uh, you know again I I, be, I believe that since the city is uh, they they have their own ideas that I I I I'll, I'm I'm prepared to work with the city and negotiate with them and be fair because. To, because I think they could do a lot more than me. In other words, like if they had to rezone for something special, when I say rezone, I don't mean for high-rise apartment houses or complexes or anything like that. Just rezoning to, 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 to do what really is a good thing for the city, I'd be behind, I'd be, I'd be behind that all, all the way. Throwing 8.8 acres away and causing me to go into a lawsuit to do condemnation, reverse condemnation, regulatory taking, that would just be foolish, I think, on the city's part. Uh, and I don't think that they're foolish. I, I think that this, this group, this city staff for sure, and, and the council, there's a couple of people in there probably should step up their game. But, um, uh, but, I, but I think that they're, uh, they're smart enough to see that they shouldn't throw away well, 8.8 Sam, 8, 8, we, 8, we understand that you're in the midst of uh, negotiation or some legal process with the city. We really don't want to discuss that because we want to, your interest to be protected. Uh, and so I know that you're interested in, in, in striking some kind of deal with the city. If you were successful with that, I think everyone wins. Um, and that would be good. But if you're unsuccessful with negotiating with the city, would you eventually try to develop that property? And I, 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 if, I, if I'm unsuccessful with negotiating with the city, the property may not be developable because there's no access to the property whatsoever. Okay, why don't you explain the, the no access? Because okay, I think that right, has to do right, with the levy. Right now, if you look at the uh, uh, at, at the, the the way that the Bay Trail is, right, um, uh, and uh, and the, and the levy, uh, just add another four foot quote unquote wall because that's pretty much they're doing. It's a combination of of, of, a, of a hybrid concrete metal. And, and uh, 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 it, like a composite type of corrugated, corrugated wall. It, That's at, available at, online, isn't that, um, Sam? You, for the people out there on the podcast listening, if you want to find out how what they're working with the levy, and um, they're, I think they're going up four feet. Is that correct? Well, it's what they're saying, but the, but it's 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 a lot high, higher than that because with the with the with the hybrid combination of gravel concrete and and um, and and the, and the wall the, the the levee itself out of dirt and concrete and everything's going to raise and so they're, they're they're saying that the wall is only going to be three to four feet higher but the levee's going to be higher too right 
So I, I think that all those people that were, were really concerned about me building buildings over there and not having uh, uh, access to the view of the bay, a lot of them are not. And, and it, you know, if, if, if you look in the city's uh, uh, reports, they say that. that yeah, and most of this information to all the podcast people out there, you can pick this up on Foster City dot org they have the uh, levy information so right. you can you can look at it we encourage you to do that we want to thank uh, sam for uh, uh speaking with us today on podcast by the bay and uh, we're going to do a follow-up with uh, sam uh, is there any closing words you'd like to say uh, one of the reasons why i pushed so hard on them putting rec the rec center on my property because the, that see seeing the restaurants over there without doing any any damage at all to to Leo J. Ryan Park, it, I, it's a lot. They could do 10, 12 restaurants over there on the water. Uh, it, we have about 280 duffy boats in there. People could pull right up into the things. They'd be water view. And it, it, it was identified by Foster City doing a, a, a report on it that showed that that was the best spot in, in Foster City for retail sales. Now, they went on a little bit too far to say things like Best Buys, which I doubt that that's ever going to happen. But a bunch of restaurants and bars out there. By the way, it's, it's proven successful already without doing anything with the, with the uh, uh, off-the-grid thing on Wednesday nights. The, uh, we had a pretty bad year here because of the rain, right? So the, the off-the-grid wasn't as good as it was last year. But, but it's still a lot of people pulling up with their boats and the, and the parking lots are filled. That, would, that shows us that that's a glimpse of what could happen if we had a bunch of restaurants well, there. Now, what would I do? It's not my game. But what would I do? The one thing I would change is that Foster City um, uh, shopping centers have a tendency to rent to like businesses. In other words, if there's a, if there's a, a hair and nail place, they'll rent to another hair and nail place three doors away. I just don't think that's fair, and, well, and it, you know. Well, again, Sam, I want to thank you, and this is just the first series of talking with Sam. Hopefully, we'll talk with you again. Thanks again, Sam. Okay. Thank you for listening to another Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com slash podcast by the bay. And in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. Liberty Realty. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.